Welcome to Creative Biolab Science Channel. As an experienced expert and reliable partner, Creative Biolabs is proficient in lipid-based drug delivery and functional liposome development. With versatile methods, diverse products, superior quality, and fast turnaround, we are confident to provide optimum solutions tailored to boost your R&D projects. Dear friends in the audience, you are welcome to listen to our program on time every Saturday night. As our sharing guest, Dr. Smith came to our program today as promised. There is a lot of interesting knowledge waiting for us to explore. I believe everyone is looking forward to his arrival. Let's welcome Dr. Smith with warm applause. Would you say hello to our audience, Dr. Smith? Good evening everyone, good evening Beth. It is quite nice to see you again. Thank you for your invitation, I'm very excited to be here. As we learned in the last program, for gene expression, the DNA plasmid must enter the cytoplasm and migrate to the nucleus. The exact mechanism of internalization involved in this process is unknown. Combining findings from multiple research groups, we discuss several internalization mechanism possibilities, including endocytosis, fusion, and lipid-mediated transmembrane translocation. We also refer to the last as the poration effect. Going forward, scientists need to study these processes more deeply to optimize gene delivery systems. Similarly, DNA plasmids enter the nucleus from the cytoplasm. In addition to active transport, decomplexation and recomplexation of DNA with endogenous cationic species may also be important. It is well known that the delivery of information molecules includes DNA and short single-stranded oligonucleotides, and to a lesser extent RNA and ribozymes. In subsequent episodes, we will discuss some aspects of antisense and ribozyme technology and will briefly mention the cationic liposome delivery of proteins. Where do we start, Dr. Smith? In the field of antisense and ribozyme research, there is a lot of basic knowledge and background that we need to understand. Unlike DNA therapies that activate gene expression, some technologies can block the expression of specific genes. We can call them gene silencing technologies. Protein synthesis requires transcription from DNA into messenger ribonucleic acid and translation into proteins. This is the gene expression pipeline as we know it. Thus, the expression of selectable genes can be stopped at three levels. First, transcription can be stopped by interfering with DNA readout, a so-called triplex strategy. Second, antisense strategies can be used to block translation. Third, the synthesized protein can be inactivated with antibodies or certain drugs. The so-called aptamer strategy describes the inactivation of proteins that bind to DNA and catalyze gene expression by oligonucleotides. It makes sense. As far as I know, there is a scheme that selectively inhibits transcription and translation by binding the appropriate single-stranded nucleotides to specific regions of DNA or messenger RNA. What is the difference between binding DNA or messenger RNA? Binding DNA with single-stranded nucleotides appears to be advantageous because it blocks the first step in protein synthesis. However, the specificity and affinity of DNA binding are much lower than that of messenger RNA. In conclusion, most of the results so far have been reported on translation inhibition. 
For example, antisense oligonucleotides are single-stranded nucleotides that have received much attention in recent years to hinder gene expression. They are single-stranded DNA molecules that act in the nucleus, usually 15 to 30 bases in length. Because they are quite chemically unstable, several chemical modifications were made. However, this did not significantly alter their affinity and specificity for specific sequence-extended messenger RNAs. I see. It is worth mentioning that antisense oligonucleotides have been used to inhibit gene expression levels in vitro and in vivo for more than two decades. Recent improvements in the design and chemical synthesis of antisense compounds have made this technique a frequently used tool in basic research, genomics, target validation, and drug discovery. Could you please briefly describe how the technology works? Sure. Antisense oligonucleotides inhibit or block translation into protein by hybridizing to specific sequences on the target messenger RNA, according to the Watson-Crick base pairing principle. Theoretically, the average number of nucleotide sequences that occur only once in the human genome is 13. Based on this, antisense oligonucleotides with specific sequences of 15 to 25 bases are generally designed. They can target any single gene in the human genome, thereby regulating its expression. To date, antisense oligonucleotides and mechanisms of action have not been completely cleared. However, part of the mechanism that has now been clarified is that the antisense oligonucleotides are directionally complementary to the target messenger RNA. The resulting RNA-DNA duplex activates RNase-H, which hydrolyzes the messenger RNA and blocks its entry into the cytoplasm. Blocking protein translation is an important mechanism by which antisense oligonucleotides work. What is the significance of silencing and blocking the expression of target genes for clinical research? Several diseases can be treated by controlling viral or cellular genes at different levels. The main candidate diseases are viral and genetic diseases, for which there is currently no effective treatment, as well as several types of cancer and cardiovascular disease. Virus or cell growth can be stopped by interfering with replication or consequent cellular proliferation. Virus proliferation can be prevented by interfering with DNA replication or the expression of viral proteins. Examples include HIV, Rouse sarcoma, and the vesicular stomatitis virus. Take cancer, for example, which is characterized by abnormal cell growth. How do genetic drugs turn off certain genes in tumor cells? Whereas generic drugs exploit differences in metabolic processes or attempt to randomly intervene in DNA, regardless of cellular phenotype, genetic drugs exploit differences in genetic properties. Tumors take advantage of either the downregulation of certain genes or the upregulation of others. For example, abnormal gene expression causes cells to proliferate, and abnormal growth can be stopped by turning off oncogenes. Sequence-specific inhibition of the expression of activated oncogenes can be truly tumor-specific chemotherapy. Blocking angiogenesis is another strategy. What are the possibilities for this type of tumor-specific chemotherapy that you describe? It can include genes directly involved in growth, such as proliferation-related proteins. Alternatively, indirectly involved genes, such as those responsible for changes in cell adhesion properties, include integrins and cell adhesion molecules. Or, more alternatively, the genes responsible for regulating the cells that confer drug resistance. 
Using these terms, we can define the sense approaches in which single or double-stranded sequences compete for RNA and DNA binding proteins and the antigene approaches in which single-stranded sequences bind to DNA to form triple helices. Small interfering RNAs and antisense oligonucleotides have shown great advantages and potential in the basic research of molecular biology and the treatment of viral infections, tumors, and genetic diseases. What's the relationship between the two? Small interfering RNAs and antisense oligonucleotides have different mechanisms of action. Small interfering RNAs work by binding to various proteins to form silencing complexes. Mediated by the antisense strand, this complex specifically recognizes and degrades the target messenger RNA. Nonetheless, both techniques use the same principle of complementary base pairing and target messenger RNA binding. The two have similarities in selecting the target of messenger RNA, chemical modification, and application. The experience of studying antisense oligonucleotides can make the study of small interfering RNA more effective. That is all. So much for our content today. Thanks to Dr. Smith for his wonderful science popularization. Thank you for listening. There will be more interesting knowledge waiting for us in the next program. See you next time. Thank you. I hope we will see you next time.